0: Fire oh, it's a very good morning. Friday, February the 17th. We are locked and loaded. Love to hear from you, actually. The uh, temper text is 0433 And you can get involved in the IMAR Insurance Open Line. You know the number, one 736 736 Looking forward to taking your calls. Big McCafe menu there, our official coffee partner. Kingy's mate from SEN's groundbreaking show, Them's Fighting Words, Matthew Crooks, is back because... There's been some controversy in the fallout from the Volkanovski fight against Makachev that we spoke about last week. And I want to get to the bottom of this. So Crooks is going to join us before seven. Uh, we're going to do our pass marks uh, for the middle six teams last year. And this is going to go off. Gold Coast, Port Saints, Carlton, Bulldogs and Richmond are all on the agenda this morning. Melbourne United coach Dean Vickerman is going to join us. He's going to coach the Aussies as well. So we'll find out about that. He sure a great character. Want to get his thoughts on Toby Green being the sole skipper at the Giants. And we're going to talk some cricket ahead of the second test in Delhi with former Australian test skipper Steve O'Keefe. Not sure how we'll fit it all into three hours, but we'll find a way. David King is the best analyst in a game. He's alongside of me. King, good morning.
1: Morning, Conzie. Good to be back with you this morning. Been a, been a busy week. Been out and about having a look at a few clubs yes, training. Yes, we'll want get to that. A little bit upset about some of the things you're saying. I'm ta- I feel like I'm taking some of the some of the heat. For your comments, are you really? just because I work with it doesn't mean I have to <laughs> yeah. sign off and agree on no, things. A you lot say. of the times
0: you disagree. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah, I've, had
1: I've, had to, I've had to say that.
0: I've had to say that. How are you? What have you been? You, you and Jared have had another good week. We've had a good. We've had a good week actually. I uh, had Kenny on in the studio uh, yeah. on Monday, which was terrific. And stuck up um, for him, didn't you? Spoke to the spoke to the Giants last night. We've uh, thank we've your brother worked Parker. here or something. The way you're talking about it. <laughs> 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 so. We'll, we will speak about that this morning, but um, yeah, it feels like, I mean, footy's, it's under a month away now, King, the 17th of Feb now, we're underway on the 16th of March, so it's getting a bit more serious, we'll have footy to talk about in some way, you and I, next week, with the practice games on Thursday, so that'll be exciting, but um, yeah, Ben, last night, I i know you want to get to the cricket, because it struck you, this this test match between England and what they are doing, and how they're revolutionising cricket, so I want to get your thoughts on that shortly. But I did watch a a golf show on Netflix last night. A golf show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full swing. Yes, yes. I loved it. I I must admit, you know... It's like Drive to
1: Survive, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. And a lot of sports are doing this, um, which is good. I mean, we've got the Show Me the Money one, which is going to debut again for a second season uh, on Stan, which will go behind the scenes of the trade period and speak to some of the agents. But we're getting access. Tennis have done something similar the tennis one didn't grab me I must admit I, I was in for half an hour then I was out on that one didn't feel like I learned anything new there but golfs a, yeah golfs just a funny sport they're different different characters it feels really upper class to me and I know these are superstar athletes but they're flying in private jets and it did give me an insight so I, I was interested in our audience of, of whether you've sampled was Jordan Spieth, who got you? Thomas who, who, who was probably... I love Spieth. yeah right. he's got this Oh, he's got this uh, confidence—a healthy confidence, but a really likable. Like you could, some would say he's just a, a little bit arrogant, but I, but I liked it. It was like kind of a, a likable um, arrogance, if you will. And he'd just, uh, he'd just come off winning a tournament in the in the start of this series. I'm only twenty five minutes, half an hour in, but it's got me. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to getting home tonight and, and watching the rest of it. Have so I O four uh... double three ninety at eleven sixteen. Did you did you like it? And what are some of the better behind-the-scenes documentaries that you've seen because this was good. And I'm not a golfer. Like, I'm the world's worst golfer, and I'm not indoctrinated into the sport. I don't follow it day-to-day day and week-to-week, week, but this was a good one. So that's what I did last night, and I know you watched the cricket. Yeah,
1: I did. Oh, uh, you ha- And you have to go and watch it. This yeah. this uh, The test started yesterday between the English and New, Zeal- New Zealand. <laughs> Baz ball has taken us all by storm, so it's not. It's the psychology of sport is the discussion. Okay, so after uh, after one day's play, so England went out there and they just they just took it to them. They batted first and they batted at a rate that the New Zealanders couldn't handle. It was six and over. They were slogging everything. They were they were. Ch- they were, they were it was just a frightening day. They caught. They scored three hundred and twenty-five runs. They actually declared. Nine for three twenty-five. I on can't remember a team declaring on day one and not oh. maximising, and threw the New Zealanders in and had them three for thirty-seven. The, the 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 way that they were going out was was comical. Joe Root got done reverse sweeping. You had <laughs> you, you had Harry Brook walking down the pitch to hit the the fast bowlers back over their head. Um, they all made runs. They all got going, but it was it was just. I look at how they're playing. And then you look at how the, the Aussies are, are all confused, not only with mm-hmm. lineups, but what, what are we actually doing? Are we trying to create a, a high-scoring sort of offensive brand? And, and we all come at Warner when he fails. Is I, I, I was sitting there last night thinking, imagine if Warner played baseball. basketball. Mm. The, just the positivity. We're telling players they can't play. We're telling Head that he's not in our best lineup, That's despite it. being fourth best in the world. So the psychology of how they've built this this model, and it is it is going crazy. It makes me think that, you know, Timid, timid may, be, may be dead in cricket. This mm. may be. Are we playing checkers and, they, and they're and they playing chess? It,
0: feel, it feels like. Like, Robert Craddock's written a, a piece in the Herald Sun today. The headline is, block or bash, Warner's huge call. I mean, uh, imagine thinking David Warner, from when he first started, would go out there and block. That's just not in his makeup. Imagine, like, Brendan McCullum, the thought of him dropping Travis Head. Like he, he would love yeah. Travis Head in his side. So you're right. And then we're getting out to to straight ones. We're trying to block it down the pitch. I mean, Alex Carey was the only one, I thought, that tried to do something different, and it didn't work. And he got out reverse sweeping twice, but at least he was trying something. But it's um, everywhere,
1: isn't it? Like the psychology of, of, of telling people that they can rather than what they yep. can't do is everywhere. And, and, and you're, oh, What's the Super Bowl on Monday? At Mahomes has no fear, just no fear. This this will be all right. This is what we're going to do. You know, down at halftime, don't stress, don't panic, get back to doing what you know your role. Blah blah blah, and and, and you, you can just see it. You can just see the confidence. I just mm. I just wonder what other sports you can see it when you when you're sitting there watching TV and you say, you know what, this is they're on here or they're at a different level. And I know the the women's. Uh, Aussie cricket team last night were just brilliant again against Sri Lanka. Ten wicket win. My man who's on the uh, – my man, he's, he's on a John Deere at the moment in the middle of the uh, Hay Plains just out of Bell Reynolds. Do you know where Bell Reynolds is?
0: No, I have no idea. It's a long – Where is it? It's, it's,
1: it's a long way. A, Should you it, and I, I go I,
0: there on an off-season th- trip? No we, no, we won't be doing that. We, we'll we'll <laughs> pack an Esky.
1: We, no, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't
0: even own an Esky. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to. What's it called? I want you to take me there for but our off-season trip. Yeah, Fireball Friday off-season right. trip. All
1: right. I'd rather take you to the spring carnival, but if we have to go to <laughs> Ballrannal, we will. But there's a lot of there's a lot of cropping going on. It's all finished now, and then they obviously got to start again. So that's yeah. what's happening. So my man on the hay plains, he what he watched the whole. Women's game last. He's going to do. A, he's happy to come on and do a full report well, for us. He he's just walked a fourteen-hour night shift though, so I'm okay. not sure he'll be great company.
0: He might not be in a great state. So they, 1, they were brilliant. Seven three six. Seven three six. He's he campaigning. Down.
1: He's campaigning for Healy and Mooney to play for the men's team <laughs> against the spinners.
0: Well, have we have we overreacted? Cause Jared's been hot on this all week, and um, you know we've been speaking about selection, and we'll speak to Stephen O'Keefe okay a little bit later on. But I can't remember a time where we've debated the makeup of an Australian cricket team have we overreacted to, to one loss would be a bit of the feedback we've gotten. But then there's the other side to say that it's a disgraceful performance and basically chuck everything out and start again. But your, to your point, coming up with a plan that your players all buy in, and it doesn't matter what that plan is, but getting everyone on board to be behind it and believing in it is half the battle. Once you get that and it, you know, the plan might not even be that great or that revolutionary or that scientific, but if your players believe in it, and clearly, the England cricket team believe in this, and they're all in and they're invested. Then that's half the battle.
1: It's not. It's not who plays for them. It's how they play. Yeah. And I'll show, I'll play some audio later after the next break of Andrew Strauss. Just just it was a pre, half a presentation night, just to chat about the state of English cricket to their own. So it was an in-house discussion on how they have revolutionised their own and how it's upset. It's upset some of the older guys, the, the traditionalists this is not how we play the game this is this is just this is white ball cricket you know all those mm. sort of that that feedback that come and why it would fail um and clearly it hasn't it's it's that's become in my opinion they've become the most watchable sporting team right
0: now there's it, a question out at 1116 who is the world's most watchable sporting team right now is it the england cricket team so if you missed it last night it stumps on day 1 New Zealand Trail England by 288 runs with seven wickets. The game is essentially over. over. A couple more wickets in this game is over. Got so three,
1: They've faced 18 overs, the Kiwis, and they're three for 37. At the 18 over mark of the English uh, innings, they were one for 115. <laughs> they, for they, 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 they just smashed them. So that, this, is, this is the Warner discussion. So if Warner gets go, they, they're not doing it with one man.
0: So, this, so you so, have to play head, don't you? Like that was the extraordinary thing. Like head was the one that does take it to the opposition with that aggression. Well, they are they are saying
1: if you have one bad session, this is my fear for the Aussies going over there later in the year. If you have one bad session, whether it's with the bat or the ball, it'll be over. That's it. It's it's right. it's frightening to watch, and I tell you what, sending a pretty big message to our boys. Hey, lift your game.
0: A few people warning me about. Val it's a it's a hole. It's Don't good. do it, Kane. <laughs> Kane, I've watched all episodes of Full nah. Swing over the last two nights. Loved it. Wait until you see the episode on John Ram. I think that is ranked in the. Oh no, that's uh, Joel Dar- Duman. If that's how I pronounce it correctly, he's ranked in the low hundreds. It's great. Oh. Uh, Kingy Australia currently rated the number one Test oh, team. Come on, that, it, it, this rating system's flawed. No good. No, that's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Ravi. <laughs>
1: How can we be rated number one? Seriously.
0: Well, because we've played some poor opposition. Yeah. That's the thing with Test Cricket. Yeah. There's only four good teams or three good teams. And they do the rankings over two years. So it feels like it can have wild swings in this in a, in a short space of time. Uh, have you say on that? And have you got any way that you can link this to AFL footy? I think we'll do later that later on.
1: on. I, I want to talk about that later on because we've, we've seen radical change in, in our game. Um. And after seven, we'll chat about uh, some teams. But I, I want to do—I do want to talk about the challenge that, particularly Geelong. I know Richmond did it in the, uh, in the last few years as well, but particularly the method and, and the way the Cats are doing it. If we're going to talk about this being Ball for cricket, with what Brendan McCullum's done to the the English mindset, mm. I think Chris Scott and the Cats have done something very similar to the modern game of
0: AFL football Would over the think last twelve months. Start to try and copy that. Well, if you don't
1: you're going to be left in behind. Trouble. You can't win it unless you play with absolute aggression now. Mm. That that mm. that's what they've said. And we're looking for a way to term that. Is it cat's ball? Is it something like that? Um I don't know what the what the wording is, but we need to give this style a name because I think there's only 3 or 4 teams that are prepared to play like that and possibly can play like that.
0: All 0-4-3-3-9-8-11-16. Right, if you want to join in, you can. The prize today is a hundred dollar voucher for Melbourne Roadside Rescue, the Ultimate Experience in Roadside Assistance. Also 18 holes of golf. Speaking of golf, you and a mate at our good friends club Mandalay and a Signet Boost Power Bank for those of you that want to join in the conversation with us, like Annie has done. In fact, we'll get to Annie. I can hear the music. That means someone in the studio is hope, winding me up. I've she's spoken from, too long. She's not from Bell Reynolds. Oh, you, just a, you just called it a hole. I hope no, was. I didn't call it a you hole. Did. I, I did not. It. I've never been there. I don't even know where. Mate, I hate coming here. I <laughs> should say <try> that. <laughs> there's there's feedback off the timber <laughs> text that says it's a hole. Um, I honestly believe that Carlton is the most watchable sporting team for good and bad. Sometimes, sometimes they're really bad. Sometimes they're really good. But they're always very watchable. A uh, lot of reaction to your thoughts on baseball uh, This person tweeting us, texting us that it's not sustainable. Wow. Our bowling attack in England will pull their pants down. The New Zealand bowling attack yesterday was atrocious, and the captaincy was poor. Um, yeah. And this person pointing out, Brendan, his name is the most watchable team in the world, is the women's Brazilian beach volleyball team. So good morning to you, Brendan. <laughs> Thanks for your. Oh boy, you can get involved whenever you like Fish on the other side of well this. Are. We'll get to Annie and we'll get to Tony. He wants to talk some cricket. Annie wants to talk some footy. Big McCafe menu coming up. We're up and running on Fireball Friday. And Kingy's brought his A game already this morning. A sharp, sharp start from him is the English cricket team, the most watchable in world sport at the moment. And what can the psychology of their team teach us about the other ways other teams should go about it? Um, David's from Adelaide. I'm a Port supporter but can't watch them. I watched every Collingwood game last year, especially Nick Dacos. Great coaching. Uh, The most watchable team here from a non-Collingwood supporter was them. You'd have to say that they started the aggressive style of play. Seth Curry and Clay Thompson, the Splash Brothers, changed basketball. Have to agree with that one with the three-point shot. Um, Totally agree with Kingy. Just a treat to watch the way that the Poms are going about it and how cool are the grounds they are playing at, says Pitsy from Noosa. Half you like being up there this morning, Pitsy. Annie's been waiting patiently. Annie, footy's just around the corner. Good morning. Oh, it's your good morning, boy. He's got you on a bit of an ordinary line there, Annie. We'll get you back shortly because I can tell you're excited about the footy uh, being under a month away. Tony's on the road. You want to speak about the cricket? G'day to you, Tony. Yeah, good morning, boys. Just incidentally, as I understand it, the Australians won the toss on the, uh, in the first test, and they chose to bat. Now, what was the mindset at that point in time? Were they hoping for a crumbling wicket on the fourth innings when they are actually bowling? I mean, did they give any thought what could have happened in between? And eventually, what did happen in between the first and the fourth innings? I mean, they were actually skittled by probably the best spinning combination in the world. And going back to David Warner, I mean, he's turning into a home-ground bully. I mean, he makes his runs at home, but when he's on the big stage overseas and Australia need him to get off to a good start, I mean, he, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, so I think... Just to I, think I don't know if you'd be critical of them winning the toss and batting just because of the way that the pitch is and Clearly, it's going to be harder to bat on day five would have been their thinking. And it was... They were two for two. Like, it was the fast bowlers that did the early damage in that inning. So... Yeah, I'm not sure of the criticism. I guess David Warner, that, that is that is fair, Tony, and he, he wouldn't be the only Australian batsman to be accused of being a, a hometown bully, if that's the word that you want to call it. There's a few others as well. But it's a massive day. We'll speak to Steve O'Keefe on the start of the second test as Kingy's just having some trouble with his uh, headphones this morning. You can get involved. one three hundred seven three six. 736 Seven three six. I'm keen to ask Kingy about the player wages that were released yes. this week. And Do you love player wages. Well, I just want them. I just want all the information on the table. I just want to make an informed, rational <laughs> Hang comment. On. Comment. You want to start want something to, new with with all with all the information in front of me. Just a new rather policy, rather than a selective set of numbers <laughs> that are vague and that, but that's not what I wanted to ask you. Do our best players earn enough is, is what I wanted to ask you. So if, if six players earn over a million and there was a lot between 900 and a million and there's a lot between, you know, the next brackets are our best players earning enough.
1: I think everyone says no. Um, I'm not too concerned about those at the top. I think the ones that get squeezed are those in the middle. Mm. That, are, that are good AFL players, you know, seven and a half out of ten type AFL players. They get squeezed, and and the 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 the, the wild swings between what one player who's who's seven out of ten mm. gets at one club might be closer to two hundred thousand, and that same player at another club, whether it be a new franchise you know, in the, you know, yep. the Suns or the or the Giants, they might get closer to five fifty. And they're mm. effectively the same player. So I think the swing is in there. Do they get enough at the top end? Probably not. But this, this is probably – when you've got 44 on a list, this mm. is what happens. So this is why – I still come back to Eddie McGuire's theory. I, I, we've got too many guys who just eat bread rolls. They just – they hang around your footy club. The, the, the bread roll eaters are there every game. They re- is these players or – these Players, he yeah, yeah, players. I mean, they, you could look at every list – every year, and say there's five guys that are not going to play this year. Mm-hmm. You, you've, you've got to still provide for those guys. You've got to still develop them. If you had smaller lists and were able to add to those lists through the year to top up, then I think you'd end up with a better pay structure. Yep. I mean, if, so if, if, if you they'll... played in a feeder competition and come in and were given ten grand for an AFL game, but you play, if you were not required, you played in a feeder comp and you've only, yeah. you only paid significantly the top 30-odd players, I think you'd end up with more money for the yeah, top end.
0: You're probably right. I, I just had Richmond's list up in front of me because we're going to look at them a little bit later on. They had seven players that didn't play a game on their list. Yeah. So you, your, num- your numbers probably stack up, and then you would get more for those that actually What's really the number? bring us to the game. Um, on what do you, what do you t- want
1: them to make? Um... So so who are so who you talking about, Dustin Martin, you're talking
0: well, about? Well, my thought is that there's so many earning between six and 700, and those players are nowhere near as good as the best players. So I, I think there could be less, so more earning less, so more around that sort of 500, and that money from there goes to the top end, who then get their 1.5s, and they're the ones that are going to decide games and, and put the bums on seats, do the marketing material so and all of that and promote the game. Yeah, I reckon. I think that's yep. – I think that's pro- there, there, there should be 15 players earning 1.5. I think like the top we have talked about 15%. this before.
1: We've, talked, we've discussed different ways of achieving this. What, what if you took your top paid player per club out of the salary gap? Mm, like a franchise player. So you just – that player, he, his number – Whatever it, whatever the arrangement is, is not going in. And you can move that player around year on year, so you can satisfy that top earner. Um, I think that, that was one way we mm. came up with. But, you know, is that a way of attracting a free... Is that, is that another way of creating movement? That you can go after the opposition's second best player mm. and pay him whatever you want to pay him?
0: The other one is the music runs, because we've got 25 seconds, seconds before we automatically go to the news that I want to talk about, is there's, there are some third-year players getting way too much money. And I want to give you an example about that on the other side of this. And there's a simple solution hey, how to fix that.
1: Chris from Bell Reynolds, he wants a piece of you.
0: That's, I, I, want, I've never what, been there. You the I haven't slanted the place. Yes, you did.